Welcome to Weight Loss Made Simple. I'm Dr. Stacy Heimberger, a physician and advanced certified weight loss coach. If you're on a mission to not only lose weight, but also transform your health and wellness, you've landed in the perfect spot. Forget about restrictive, trendy diets. We're cutting through the noise and zeroing in on two fundamental pillars that will empower you to achieve lasting weight loss. So if you're ready to transform your life, let's dive in. Good morning, everybody. As we step into this new year, I wanted to talk about the power of focusing on just one goal and how to strategically plan our entire year around that goal and how we can plan to make success inevitable. So we're going to start from our yearly vision down to 90-day plans right on down to my two-pound plan and make this year really count. Now, This is really important because, as I've discussed before, I love to make plans, right? I love planning. So I was the worst. (laughs) I was the worst at over planning and over planning my goals for the year. So I would start with 10 goals. I would have no measurable way to know where I started with those, no measurable plan of where I was going. I would very cutely put on my planner every three months quarterly check-in. I had no idea what I was checking in on. I wasn't measuring a thing. And honestly, I don't even know if I made it past the first quarter. I can tell you I definitely did not make it past the first quarter for many of the goals. But even the couple that I hung on to, I didn't make it all the way through the year. I just had no strategic plan to how I wanted my goals to go. When I made a very specific plan and focused on one specific goal, I was much more successful. So what we want to do, we piggyback on last week, we've sort of picked our focus word, we've realigned with our core values, and we've picked one goal, maybe two, don't tell anyone, but let's talk about one. We want to have one goal for this year that gets 80% of our attention. The problem with trying for more than one goal is nothing is ever going to get 100% of our attention. We have things we have to do, things we're responsible for, maybe people we're responsible for. So we can't ever give 100% of our effort to one thing. I think I'm being generous saying 80% of our effort can go to a goal, but you can see If I can only give 40% of my effort to a goal, if I split that into two goals, I'm really not giving it the attention it deserves. So let's assume we've got 80% of our time that we can focus on one goal. We will be successful if we are focusing on one goal. If we start breaking it up and we are splitting that 80% eight ways, very unlikely that we're going to reach that goal. So We want to have one goal for the year. So if my goal is to run a half marathon this year, I know that that is my one goal for the year. That is what I'm going to plan. I want to make sure that aligns with my core values and my overarching words. So health and persistence was the example we used last week. Health and persistence, a half marathon makes perfect sense. I want to then think about what I need to accomplish every quarter to make that goal inevitable by the end of the year. 
thinking that I'm going to run a half marathon the first month that I start this journey is a recipe for disaster. Even saying I'm going to start running every day so that I make sure I meet this goal is probably not going to work out. Life happens. And when we are planning for perfection and then life happens, we will interpret that as failure and we will quit. So if I'm planning to go to the gym every single day or go out on the street and run a mile every single day and then it's raining or I'm sick or the kids are sick or I have a deadline for work that I can't miss, I will miss a day. And if I've only allowed for perfection, I will quit. There's all kinds of underlying themes of perfectionism and overreaching and overplanning, and there's so much in there. But for now, we just need to know we are not going to plan our goals with perfection as the standard. We are not perfect, and that is beautiful and fine. So I need to decide how much I really need to get done every quarter for my half marathon goal to be inevitable by the end of the year. So if I want to be running 13 miles in December and I work my way backwards, I probably only need to run one mile in January, maybe one and a half, but I'm going to write that down on paper. So here's a dirty secret about running half marathons. You actually don't need to consistently run 13 miles. So if you read anything about this, like your longest run really only has to be around 10 or 11. The adrenaline of race day will get you through the rest. So keeping that in mind, I really only need to be running 12 miles in December or 10 or 11. So we're going to use 12 because it's going to work beautifully for our setup here. So in December, I would like to be running 12 miles. I'm going to do one mile a month. And it doesn't have to be the first day of the month. I don't have to January 1st or whatever day today is, January 11th, run a mile. By the end of January, I want to be running a mile. By the end of February, I want to be running two miles. By the end of March, I want to be running three miles and so on. So what I want to do once I've sort of laid out the year by month or by quarter, I'm going to take that and break it into a 90-day plan. So I'm going to take my run three miles and break it into a 90-day plan. What do I need to do this first 90 days to get to 90 miles by the end of March? And I'm going to plan it out. So if you are choosing this as your plan and you have not been running at all, then the first couple of weeks, all I want to do is walk and see where I am and try and walk more. And then maybe I want to do 30 seconds of jogging intermittently. So there's all kinds of plans we can look up. I'm in no way a race trainer, so don't listen to me too carefully. But when I first was learning how to run, I would do like 30 seconds on, one minute off. And I would do that a few times. And if that felt too strenuous, you could do 30 seconds and then two minutes off. It's sort of recover and go again. So that's all I want to do. So I just want to break this up into like a 90-day plan. Then I'm going to take that 90-day plan and I'm going to write it in my planner or put it in my calendar, whatever it is, what I need to do each week. I like doing this by quarter. I'm experimenting with this 
this year. I was previously doing it by month, but I like the idea of a quarter because when we reflect and revisit every three months, I feel like that's a good amount of time. I've already admitted I'm not good at the reflection part. And so the idea that I'm going to stop and reflect on these things every month, I just don't know that that's realistic. So I'm going to experiment with the 90 days. If you know that you love to reflect every week, then I want you to break this goal all the way down in two weeks. Now, for my healthy eating and weight loss goal setters out there, this is where I do break it all the way down. I take my 90-day food protocol, whatever I've decided, and I will break that down into each week at a time. So to switch gears and let you see what that looks like, and the difference between a protocol and a diet, a protocol is just these general rules that I want to stick to with how I eat, what I think would work for me for this 90 days. So if I'm going to try three meals a day, try not to snack, no concentrated sugars, that's my protocol. I can expand it a little bit. Limited alcohol, limited dark chocolate. So that's my protocol. It's sort of my overarching plan. What I want to do then is each week make a plan. So I like to plan my dinners. I need to look at my obstacles and see, is there a party I'm supposed to go to? Are the kids going to be late doing sports? What obstacles do I need to work into my one-week plan? Then, am I having any exception eats? An exception eat or a joy eat is something that is not on my overarching protocol, but it might be something that's a one-time, like, okay, it was my birthday last week. So for my birthday, when I'm planning my weekly meal, that night at dinner, I will have dessert. So I'm going to write that down for the week. I'm going to plan it ahead of time, but it's an exception to my protocol. So I'm going to plan it. It's an exception, and that's how I'm going to go. And so I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to get more specific on my weekly plan. I call it a two-pound plan because if I want to lose a lot of weight, I'm going to make a plan that I think will help me lose two pounds that week. So I've taken my overarching yearly goal of lose weight, however much it is. I've broken it down by quarter. I take my 90-day food protocol. I'm going to experiment and be curious with this type of eating for this 90 days. No bread or no flour, no sugar, limited snacks, limited alcohol, three meals a day. That's my protocol for 90 days. And then I'm going to go all the way down to the week level. These are my meals for the week. This is my obstacle. This is my exception. Then I'm going to go all the way down. If it's meal planning, you're going to go all the way to the day. We're going to write our meal plan for the day. We're going to look at our plan as we go this whole way and say, is this reasonable? Can I do this? Does this feel easy? When I set my protocol and say three meals a day, no snacks, that feels easy to me. That does not feel hard. If it feels hard, my brain's not going to want to do it. And then I'm going to have all of this like food negotiation in my brain. I'm going to try and Jedi mind trick myself into eating things that are off my protocol. Like my little primitive brain's going to freak out. So every step along the way, does this feel easy? Does this feel like something I can do? Does this feel achievable? Does this feel good? 
So my 90-day protocol feels good. My week feels good. I've planned for my obstacles. I get all the way down to my day. Does my day make sense? And then I get much more specific. I'm going to have leftovers for lunch. I'm going to have food prepped egg bites for breakfast. I'm going to have a coffee with heavy cream. I'm going to have this for dinner. I'm going to write it all down. Then I'm going to look at my plan and say, does that look good and easy? Do I feel like I can do that? Do I feel confident? Then I'm going to say yes. If I say no, I'm going to change it until I say yes. And then I'm going to stick to my plan. If you plan in this way, your success is inevitable. Because when we reflect and revisit 90 days later, so if we started January 1st, when we do this and we reset our protocol for March, we can see like if I stuck to my protocol and I lost weight, then maybe I keep going. If I didn't stick to my protocol, maybe I need to rework that protocol. What's something that I can stick to a little bit better? Why didn't I stick to that one? What can I do to make it better? If I stuck to my protocol and I didn't lose weight, how can I tweak it a little bit? Can I add some more vegetables? Did I really need those snacks? Can I push breakfast a little bit? So we want to tweak it. That's why I love this idea of every 90 days. It's these short little spurts that can be judgment-free, and I can revisit every 90 days. Does this make sense? Does this feel like something I can accomplish? And if I've got 90 days and I haven't been sticking to it, I can stop right then and ask myself, why not? Why have I not been sticking to this? Is it too hard? Is it too restrictive? Did I not have enough time? Has my focus been pulled somewhere else? Do I need to refocus? Do I need to revisit my focus word for the year? Do I need to revisit my core values? Do I just need to look at my calendar and kick some stuff off of it? Do I need to set some better boundaries? So we have these opportunities four times. We're going to have one when we set these goals. And then every quarter, we have an opportunity to do this reassessment. What's working? What's not? Do I keep going? Do I make changes with no judgment? This is so different than what I used to do. I would just set this goal, like lose weight. And then I would just float through my year with no direction, no point to revisit and reflect and regroup throughout the year, and then I'd get to the end of the year, and I would be disappointed because I didn't make my goal. I would get to my birthday, the beginning of January, and feel sad or disappointed that I hadn't done what I wanted to do the year before. It really wasn't my fault. I was not setting myself up for success. Creating this yearly plan, breaking it down into 90-day chunks, breaking those chunks into daily plans that we know we can stick to, that we feel good about, that we've checked in along the way. This is achievable. This feels good. This feels easy. I know I can do this. We are going to succeed. We are going to meet our goal. And if we don't, we're going to be so close. We're going to have learned so much and we're going to be so proud of ourselves anyway. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to make for the best end of the year ever. So I love this idea of giving ourselves these breaks every 90 days to refocus and adjust. And if we need to do it sooner than that, we do. If we need to do it every 30 days, I love it. I'm in for it. Whatever is going to work for you, just don't make plans 
with no measurables and just hope it works out by the end of the year. It's not going to. If it does, it's not because we've done anything strategic that we can learn from. It's probably not going to. But if we set a measurable goal that's in a line with our core values, that is lined up with our focus word for the year, we have a strong GPS of where we're going. We break that goal down into these bite-sized achievable sections that give us a chance to reflect with curiosity and compassion, ask ourselves, is it working? Is it not? What do I need to change? Or do I just stay the course? And we just keep plugging along. We'll get there. We'll have so much reason to celebrate by the end of the year. I hope this was helpful. I hope you're inspired to go set some goals. If you need help making a two-pound plan, you know I'm here for it. Just sign up on my website. I can't wait to hear. I want y'all to send me your plans, your goals. I want to be inspired by you. So please send them to me. Let me know how it goes. If you found this useful, please share this podcast with a friend. And I look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Remember, weight loss can be simple if you focus on mindfulness and self-care. If you're ready to jumpstart your weight loss journey, visit me at www.sugarfreemd.com forward slash two pound. That's the number two and the word pound. Schedule a free two pound plan call. We'll work together to create a personalized plan for you to lose two pounds in one week. Until then, see you in the next episode.